0: Hi everybody, and welcome to I Know Why the Nick Cage Bird Sings, the podcast where we talk about every Nick Cage movie, uh, so you don't have to. My name's Steve. I'm one of your hosts. My other host here is, as always, Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you? Wonderful. <laughs> Great. So, uh, Hannah, do you want to give a little bit of background about why we chose this topic, or do you want me to talk about it? You can go ahead. All right. So. We've been wanting to do a podcast for a while, and um, we kicked around a few ideas, which Hannah and I might, we we might still do some of those ideas for other podcasts, unless this one takes off, which I'm sure it will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Number one podcast. Uh, Remember to subscribe. Leave a comment. Um, (laughs) But uh, so we were actually lying down on July 4th watching National Treasure in Center City, Philadelphia, as you do. Um, Patriotism. Patriotism. We're we're the most patriotic people is, Mm. I think, what Mm. it really comes down to. Uh, And so Hannah turned to me and mentioned, I wonder what it would be like to watch every Nick Cage movie back to back to back to back to back. And I thought, well, there's our podcast idea. So here we are. We're going to talk about every Nick Cage movie in chronological order, starting with his first film. In
1: 1981.
0: 1981, The Best of Times, and going all the way up to, at the time of this recording, his most recent film is... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Well, he has some in post. Yeah, he's got he's got like ten or eleven films that he's filming. So now. by the time we
1: get to those, they'll certainly be they'll out and available. They'll be out because holy shit, it's yeah. gonna take us a long time.
0: <laughs> it's gonna take us like two years to get through every Nick Cage movie. So um, at least yeah. yeah, buckle up, folks. You're <laughs> in for a long ride. <laughs> All right, so this is our first podcast. So Hannah, how do you want to start it?
1: Um, let's. Let's talk a little bit about what was going on in Nick Cage's life. Yes. At the time of the filming of The Best of Times. Right.
0: So Nick Cage was born in nineteen sixty four and this movie takes place in nineteen eighty or yeah, I don't know if it takes place in nineteen eighty one or was filmed in nineteen eighty one or debuted in nineteen eighty one. So he's like seventeen or eighteen years old.
1: So a few years prior to the filming of this movie. I love this story. So all the information that we'll be delivering to you today is from a very credible and peer-reviewed source, uh, Wikipedia. Alright, so, Nick Cage at the age of 15 tried to convince his own uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, who you might know is a pretty famous director, to give him a screen test and told him, I'll show you acting. This outburst was met with quote silence in the car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's a quote like, like some crack journalist wrote it down like, ooh that's good I'm gonna write that, quote <laughs> silence in the car end quote ooh.
1: <laughs> so at this stage in his career, Nick Cage was going by Nicholas Coppola, yes. his previous name. Yeah. So his uncle Francis Ford Coppola had already directed the likes of Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, Gene Hackman, Robert De Niro. He directed The Godfather, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, like the greatest movie of all time. Correct. And Nick Cage says, Nick Cage "I'll show is like, you acting.
1: I'll show you acting.
0: <laughs> Bitch, I'll show you acting."
1: <laughs> so, which was met with silence in the car. Right. Um, <laughs> so moving forward from this, in order to I guess separate himself. From the nepotism of being the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, Nicholas Coppola decided to change his name to Nicholas Cage, which was inspired by the Marvel comic superhero Luke Cage.
0: Right. Yeah. Nick Cage is a big superhero fan. He's been in three or four different uh, comic book superhero movies. You no, know? we'll find out. As, We're gonna as, as find out as the journey goes goes along. <laughs> yeah, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider 2, which I can't wait to get to. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Into the Spider Verse, as we already mentioned, uh, and then he was in Kick-Ass, and I don't know if he was in Kick-Ass 2 or not. Um, and then he was also supposed to be Superman for a while, but that's a whole other story. Uh,
1: So I can only assume that the way he got this part was through nepotism.
0: Probably. I don't know. I don't know the story behind that, but we can't find any of that information. But if you're out there, (laughs) (laughs) send us an (laughs) email. If you're listening, tweet at us. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm imagining casting like, all right, it's the early 1980s we want this fun teenage type of thing. Let's see what kind of actors we can get and a Coppola shows up at your door. You're probably like, all right. Yeah, especially
1: pirate. since this is a pilot for a show with a bunch of nobodies. Right. How are we going to get this on air and how is this going to get picked up by ABC? Right. Which It was, was, an, it a- was, an, a- was an ABC, ABC pilot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Should that- we talk a little bit about the pilot yeah, uh,
0: the... yeah 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 so like g- give us a, a brief overview i think you have the um the plot synopsis up and mm-hmm. you ha- and yeah and then i want to talk about i also want to include a little bit in every episode where we talk about the rankings of each movie like or not the rankings the um ratings mm. of each movie
1: how are how, the scale
0: right like so what are they ranked on imdb and the metacritic oh, and, got uh, it. Rotten Tomatoes. and then how we are going to rank and then yeah we'll save that for the end okay. <laughs> all right
1: so the plot of the movie is described as a variety show about life as a teenager as seen through the eyes of eight actual teenagers. And the characters are named after the actors who play them. So it's Crispin, Julie, Jill, Kevin, Lisa, David, Janet, and the boy. Nick. Who performs skits, songs, and dances that relate their views between childhood and adulthood.
0: Oh, they sure do. They sure do songs they sure and dances. As hell do. Oh my god, they do. Um yeah, so what is the, uh, does it say there anything about rankings, about what it got rated on IMDb or, or Metascore or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think it got like a 5.8 5. 5. 8 out, out of 10 on IMDb. Which is kind
0: of high, actually. Shockingly. <laughs> because I feel like there are some decent movies that on IMDb that get like a 6 or a 7.
1: And spoiler alert, this was just a pilot. It was never actually picked up.
0: Right, yeah. That's another thing, too. So we're going to go ahead and spoil this movie in a second. Uh, So pause now. Go watch Best of Times. It's It's free. It's free on YouTube. It's on YouTube. So type in Best of Times Nicolas Cage. There's another movie called The Best of Times with Robin Williams, I think. I think. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know. But there's another movie. Entirely unrelated
1: and also a bit offensive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to not? compare the two. <laughs> oh yeah, no, because
0: because our Nicolas Cage version is going to be much better than any other movie. Correct. <laughs> the best of times. Uh, yeah, so I think overall, you know, so five point eight out of ten. What what was your kind of overall? What's your what's your takeaway coming away from the movie? How do you feel about it? We just watched it like an hour ago.
1: Yeah. Okay, so a little bit about the way that I enjoy m- entertainment is I want it on one or two ends of the spectrum. I either want it to be so incredible and like I see no flaws to it or I want it to be so god-awful that it's just laughable at that point. So I really enjoy watching like really bad high school productions of theater oh, it's the best it's so good it, making fun of children you know it's really...
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes us sound like <laughs> monsters but you know what if you're listening to this you're probably a friend of ours and you probably already know that, that we're monsters, monsters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um or on the you know the other end you know like just in awe of how wonderfully put together something is
0: yeah I think that's like most people, too. It's almost like a bell curve of how you enjoy something. It's either so bad it's good.
1: Yeah. Or... But I don't want to watch something mediocre.
0: Right. Like, so I hate watching movies that are just a movie. And it's just fine. You know, it's okay. It's just a movie. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's got to be either really good or really bad for me to get a lot of enjoyment out of it.
1: Right. So, this... Um... This was on. This was on the bad end of the spectrum.
0: <laughs> oh really? Go <laughs> oh, go figure. You mean Nicholas Cage has something on the bad end of the spectrum? That's from his first acting debut in nineteen eighty one. Yeah, really.
1: So my takeaway from the movie is yeah, it brought yeah. it brought me joy in, yeah. on on that end. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I and I'm the same. It did bring me a lot of joy. It did kind of drag in the second half a yeah, little
1: bit. Yeah. It was forty eight minutes. I think it. I think. T- 15 to 20 would have sufficed like oh, yeah. i got i got the point
0: yeah it so it's a tv pilot right so it could have either been 48 or 22 minutes or maybe at the time 24 minutes um to allow for commercial breaks but so yeah i think it very easily could have been a 24 minute show and take out some of those scenes take out three or four of the friends <laughs> i don't think we need seven or eight <laughs> friends um there were some <laughs> some friends that were just nothing <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it was uh, overall kind of, a, it was an enjoyable watch. So like I said, it's on YouTube. If you want to go type in Best of Times Nicholas Cage, it's the first link that comes up. 48 minutes. Um,
1: oh, something else of note. The yeah. lead actor in this show. Oh is, yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah, yet. is Crispin Glover, who was the father in the Back to the Future movies. Yeah. And I believe this was also his first appearance in anything, which yeah. really showed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, he's best known for Back to the Future. Um, Let's just have, say, he, say he plays yeah. he plays
1: the part in Back to the Future well, yeah. and I'll let you decide what your feelings are on his, <laughs> his uh, acting and portrayal of Crispin <laughs> in The Best of Times, 1981.
0: All right, you want to go through the movie? So we're going to go through the movie. Um, kind of, not, not scene by scene, we're, we're going to try to do notable moments and Nick Cage scenes only, really. Right. Um,
1: so of the 48 minutes, how, how many of those minutes would you say is full of Nick?
0: Oh, uh, pff, 10 at the most.
1: 10 minutes?
0: Probably. It's disappointing. Well, I mean, he's also in the background for a lot of the dance numbers. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so I think he's on roller skates at one point. And he's just like, you know, jumping around in his shirtless self. <laughs>
1: um, All right. Do you want to describe like the character he's portraying?
0: Yeah. So, you know, he's portraying this kind of, like, bodybuilder type, like, I mean, everybody knows somebody who, when they were 17, 18 years old in high school, senior year, whatever, everybody's got that one friend who's, like, obsessed with working out or something. And himself. And himself. He's obsessed with himself. He's super egotistical. I feel like every guy has the same haircut in this movie, too. It's all just, that like kind of, like... It's, like, a coconutty. Yeah, amorphous, <laughs> like, blah almost, but not quite bulk cut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like Coconut Head from Netsky Classified School Survival Guide. You remember that show.
1: But a little scragglier. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. Not as in place.
0: So I guess it also takes place in California because they're always on the beach. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Well, Nick's always on the beach. Nick's always on
0: the beach. beach. He's always working out on the beach. (laughs) So let's, you know, like I said, go through the movie. We'll kind of hit the the Nick Cage scenes and and the notable moments. Mm -hmm. So the movie opens and we kind of went into this movie... TV pilot blind we didn't really i didn't even
1: read this like the plot summary on i on uh wikipedia so we didn't yeah yeah we didn't know anything about the movie not
0: at all so (laughs) it opens up and it hits immediately three to five seconds in uh with Crispin glover Glover, he's cleaning his room or some crap he's got this wacky messy room his mom's yelling at him his mom's
1: like where's your cassette player he's like god i'll find it
0: yeah that is how everybody (laughs) (laughs) talks oh geez and um and what hits me is that there's a laugh track, right? So, like, you know, that's kind of how it comes from me, but I just wasn't expecting a laugh track at all, like a live studio audience.
1: We didn't know this would be a comedy either.
0: That's true. We didn't know anything about this. So, um, yeah, and then... Much after,
1: to our chagrin.
0: Yeah, much to our <laughs> chagrin. Yeah, after about, I don't know, what, 10, 15 seconds? he look. Well, after the laugh track, he looks directly at the camera and breaks the fourth wall. And he starts talking directly to the audience. Again, another thing I did not expect. So a lot of Basically the characters.
1: like, wow, what do you think about being a teenager? I think it's tough.
0: Like... <laughs> it's like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Can you help me find my cassette player?
1: <laughs> Have you seen it? In my pile of shit?
0: There's <laughs> one one point in the scene where there's clearly a dog laying on the couch, but he gets surprised by his dog laying on the, or not on the couch, on the bed.
1: I was also surprised by his dog.
0: <laughs> but it's, his dog's clearly there. He's like, whoa, there's a dog in my room.
1: My room's so messy because I'm just a teenager. I don't even know where my dog is.
0: <laughs> so, so the first time we see Nick Cage is our, our boy Crispin is breaking the fourth wall and he's explaining his seven or eight friends. And he's kind of going through, and it's like, oh, here's the nerdy one. Oh, here's the one that can't get a date. Oh, shucks. Oh, here's the girl who can't stop eating, which was kind of like like a little effed up. Like I forgot about that. Right, her whole thing it was, was like, like she, she can't loves
1: to eating. exercise, but darn is she hungry after. So
0: she's eating a slice of cake while, <laughs> like, I'm
1: while I'm jogging.
0: Really weird. So the first time we see Nick is when he's doing his recap of his friends, and he says, This is my best friend, Nick. And he's doing push-ups on the beach, and he's like, look at how strong he is. You make him your best friend, too, or something like that. (laughs) Very strange. So he doesn't say anything. It's just kind of a quick glimpse of uh, Nick. So that's pretty much all scene when he's just kind
1: of Nick really is in this for the muscle porn and nothing else. He really
0: is. He's something for the ladies, you know. Um, Or the men. Or the men. There's a pretty homoerotic scene (laughs) later on. On the beach, if I'm honest with you. (laughs) Um... So the real first scene that we get with Nick Cage, it, this is probably one of the highlights of the, of the Nick Cage, or of the movie from a Nick Cage standpoint.
1: Or the movie in general.
0: Maybe. is <laughs> it's, So it's, it's skits. It's kind of broken down into these real quick scenes.
1: Some um, are, like, minute long. Some are, like, three seconds
0: long. Exactly. Yeah, so the first scene we get with Nick is He's kind of like fake boxing, and he's talking to one of the nerdy friends. And he's like, oh, man, you remember Rocky? It was one of the best movies ever. And I wrote down a quote. Uh, you remember Rocky? How he kept hitting that side of beef, and it got all bloody.
1: Side of beef.
0: The side of beef. Very strange. And then the nerdy kid is sitting there, and he goes, Nick? And Nick turns and goes, yo? <laughs> You ever see any Disney movies? And then the And then games. it cuts.
1: But what I would like to mention is, this is, you know, Nick Cage's first presence in any in film. In movie. And I felt, like, I felt the Nick Cage coming from him.
0: Immediately ra- radiated Nick Cage.
1: <laughs> like, his delivery, like, I, you'll have to watch it yourself. But his delivery immediately, like, if I, if if my eyes were closed or something and I didn't see him and just heard the way that he was delivering his lines and the way he was speaking, I would think, wow, this kid sounds like Nick Cage or got a lot of inspiration from Nick Cage. Like, you could really tell, like, right there, he found, it. like, he has a niche. (laughs) And actually, on Wikipedia, Nick Cage, at some point in his career, ...realized that he had developed his own method of acting, (laughs) which he describes as Nouveau-Shamanic.
0: Whatever that means.
1: And he noted that at some point he needs to write a book about it. So maybe that's coming one day.
0: If he wrote a book, we have to read it and talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, So the next scene that we see, Nick Cage, we we don't see him in the first half of the scene, but so... Crispin goes to the convenience store, which mm. is a common set piece in this show, the convenience store. Uh, and but,
1: the man, the man who runs the convenience store is the yeah. only adult yeah. who like is... has a speaking role. Or, or is seen. Or, yeah. Like, his, like, Crispin's mom, who actually, I think, is played by, like, his mom in real life, Betty Glover. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just her voice. Right. But this, what's his name, Mr. O'Reilly or something? Uh, I don't know. Uh,
0: <laughs> but it's Jackie Mason, so... I recognize his voice as the voice of the rabbi in The Simpsons. Oh. So, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in The Jerk, and he's been in uh, Caddyshack, and stuff like that. Oh. So he's like an established he's actor.
1: He's known.
0: Yeah, he's actually pretty known.
1: So yeah, he's so, the yeah. only adult in the entire show right. that is seen.
0: Right. So they. So Crispin goes to the convenience store, and he says, Hey, can I return this bottle? That's a thing in the 80s, is you can like recycle a bottle at a convenience store. And, and gives get, him an, get a, a dime. dime. Yeah, so... He goes, yeah, sure, here you go. And then he goes, all right, thanks. Come on in, fellas. And he brings all of his seven or eight friends in with these crates of bottles.
1: Like a a pallet of bottles. And so, like a whole
0: pallet of (laughs) bottles. They bring in a truckload of bottles. And so Jackie Mason's like, hey, listen, you can't, I can't, I didn't sell you all these bottles. You can't bring them all in here. I, I don't have the money for this. And they're arguing back and forth about this. They're being, like, horrible teenagers. And then... (laughs) <laughs> Jack and then Kristen's the
1: like, "I'll just shut up then."
0: Yeah, yeah. Unprompted, Crispin Glover's like, "Fine, you won't hear another word from me." And, and then, then. <laughs> everybody grabs a bottle, and they all start blowing into the bottle like like a jug band, and they start like in Tarzan, like the yeah the scene where
1: they're in the camp like making music on the different like right. the. the, the pots and pans and stuff like this is what this reminded me of
0: and again we didn't know there was any musical numbers (laughs) in this movie so So we're like what (laughs) so now you've got seven or eight teenage hoodlums just dancing around this convenience store like stealing things things out of the packages stealing from this old man like
1: taking things out of the package to make noise with
0: right there's one point where Dick, there's a close-up on Dick Cage, and I don't know what he's got, but it's making like a real like I don't Didgeridoo know, do so. like a real. Not, not, it's like a clicking sound almost. It looks like he's got an X-Acto knife, and he's kind of like maybe it was a lighter the, or something. It might have been a lighter, and he's just clicking the lighter over and over. But you get real close on his goofy ass face. He had some weird janky teeth. Bad when teeth. He was that age. Bad teeth. And that amazing hair. Feathered oh, yeah. and lethal. <laughs> Reminded me of and white the guns,
1: which he continued to reference to. Oh my god, he points he to his muscles. He pointed to his arms probably like twenty times, in, times. <laughs> in the ten minutes he was on there. Eighty percent of the time, he was pointing to his
0: muscles. <laughs> so yeah, they're dancing around this this convenience store, and then they just leave. Yeah. And they take the stuff that they were using to make noise with them. Yeah. So they stole from this Just nice man. <laughs> from this nice man who's like, listen, I can't do this.
1: Uh, what was the next time Nick appeared? So the next time <laughs> we see Nick
0: is he's back on the beach. He's working out, as he always does. and His daily routine. His daily routine. And Kevin, so Kevin was actually one of my more favorite characters. One of, one probably of my the best favorite, actor. Probably the best actor of them all. So Kevin's shtick is that he keeps calling people out of pay, on pay phones and asking girls to go to the prom with him. Or go to the dance. And nobody will go with him. And there's actually a few funny scenes with Kevin, you know. um, That's, you know. But it's boring to talk about the fun, the real stuff. So he goes up to Nick Cage, who is honestly cut. And he's working out on the beach. And he's like, I don't, yeah, absolutely. I'd fuck him. (laughs) So, yeah, he's like, Nick, how do I get girls? And he's like, well, first of all, it's about how you walk. So he's trying to teach him how to walk. And I wrote down first of all. Also, he's wearing jorts as he as he works out. nineteen yeah, eighties man. Gotta love it. So <laughs> the first thing I wrote down from the scene is it's a little erotic. It's a little sexual. There's some definite sexual tension there between Kevin and Nick. Mm-hmm. He really, I felt it. He really gets close to Kevin's face when he's talking about his muscles <laughs> and how to seduce a woman.
1: In like a very Nick Cage way.
0: Right. Yeah. And so one like the delivery of it. Line, another line that he says is like, just go up to a woman and say, I am the most beautiful man you have ever seen. That was that was the quote I wrote down from the scene. I am the most beautiful man you've ever seen. Basically, exactly like that. And then so there's this <laughs> babe sitting on the beach, right? And he's like telling the nerd, Kevin, to go over and talk to her, and he's like, just remember, you are beautiful. Now this is actually their faces and mouths were like three inches from each other. They were about to make out, honestly. The 80s, man. The 80s. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> so that's pretty much the gist of that scene. Do you want to go into the next scene? What was the next scene? The car wash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> First, let me look up what year the song Car Wash came out.
0: Right. So if we were to tell you that the next scene you see Nick Cage is the next musical number, <laughs> and it's at a car wash... What song would you guess that they used during the car wash? Is it the song Car Wash? Which
1: came or, out three years prior.
0: Right. Would you say that maybe they'd use that song?
1: Would you say maybe Car Wash?
0: <laughs> no. I mean, look, they're they're using 9 to 5, which is fine. It's a decent like song. Like the, yeah, the Dolly Parton song. the Dolly
1: Parton song. 9 to 5. But they're singing it in their shrill voices. Oh,
0: it's so great. And so, I don't know how to break this to you. But at one point, they get on roller skates, and Crispin (laughs) starts playing the fiddle. So I don't know, genuinely, how you get from washing cars to roller skates playing the fiddle. I have no idea where that came from.
1: And not a car was washed. No,
0: that was the whole thing. At the end, there was a line of cars, like, around the block and around the corner, and they were all pissed off because nobody washed their cars. They were too busy playing the fiddle. Shitty kids playing the fiddle, not washing the cars. These, these are shitty kids. They're <laughs> the worst kids. So the next scene we need to see: Nick Cage is one of those three-second scenes where they're playing pinball, and uh, Nick Cage goes, "Yeah, it's between going to Stanford or Harvard." And the one of the nerdy guys or whatever that he's he like, "There's with,
1: no beach at Harvard." There's no surfing in at Harvard. He surfing. Goes, well, it, well, that
0: settles that. And, and then that's, then it. that's it. Like, and then laugh track. It's like that it wasn't <laughs> even that funny. Uh, I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> the next scene is the musical number. Another musical. Another musical number where they're singing about doing their chores. Mm. And they're singing. It's about an original weekend. song. It is. I think it's the only original song in the movie except for the bottle scene. <laughs> and Nick Cage's chore is doing the laundry. I didn't write this down, but he's doing the laundry, and he washes lingerie is he's pulling out the dirty laundry and it's lingerie and he kind of, like, winks at the camera. But
1: he's doing someone's laundry, presumably his His family's family's. laundry. (laughs) So this lingerie either belongs to maybe a sister or an aunt, but more likely his 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 mother. mother.
0: Right. So, yeah. And half of the song you just couldn't even understand. Oh,
1: they were so shrill.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There was, like, a lot of mumbling. And every other scene is them, like running through a field and falling over each other. And being like, oh, this is so much fun.
1: It's like the like the theme song to a cheesy right. comedy.
0: It's almost like the friends theme song. Yeah. Like where they're splashing around in a fountain right. inexplicably.
1: And like running around arm in arm. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they really did that a lot.
1: They also do a kick line at some point, oh my God. which when I think of teenagers, I think of kick
0: Do You remember when you were a teenager and you just got your friends together in the park and, and you just fell just over did, each other and did, kick, did line. kick lines? Ah, the good old days. We don't do that anymore.
1: No, the 80s, no, man. The, the 80s.
0: No, nobody talks to each, to each other anymore. Everybody's on their phones. <laughs> no, 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 no one's out the world, kick No lines. One's out in the world doing kick lines and doing car washes while playing the fiddle anymore kids these days i tell you so then at the end of the the weekend song they go go-karting like at a go-kart track clearly
1: they clearly paid to be there right and then and they're on a track they're just, not
0: like on the freeway right but the song ends with a cop <laughs> pulling over nick cage and he's like no man
1: not again he's like i hate the cops
0: all oh, the cops all <laughs> oh, the cops <laughs> there is there is one point where crispin glover is back in his room and he's looking at the camera and he's like man it's hard being a teenager you know Cops are always keeping us down. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> then there's a, so the next scene with Nick Cage is another scene, Back to the Beach. He's doing sit-ups with one of the nerds who's trying to get a girl. Like, four sit-ups, but he's like,
1: 152, right. uh,
0: 153.
1: And then, then kid goes
0: like, three, four. <laughs> like, he can only do three or four. But actually, the, the nerd is in pretty good shape, too. Yeah. Like, if you knew this guy in real life, he'd be fairly attractive. But he's like, no, I can't get a date for the prom. And he's complaining about that, and he's like, I just feel like nobody ever listens to me. You know, if anybody would just listen to me, maybe I could get a date for the prom. And Nick Cage goes, what? And then that just cuts away. (laughs) There's there's a ton of, like, screen wipes, like, PowerPoint presentation-style screen wipes away. Mm -hmm. And that's just another Mm -hmm. three-second scene. So, there's a scene in between that I think we have to talk about. And that's the scene where the three girls get together. And they talk about, why weren't you in school yesterday? You missed it. <laughs> and they we're talking about gym class where they're doing swimming or mm-hmm. swimming class in yeah. school. And they're recapping this day to the girl. They say missed. that they
1: say that the girls have one swim class and the boys have another swim class. And they go, obviously. But the re- uh, they go, obviously. So, you know, as an audience member, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, like sure. to keep the boys and girls separated. Like, it's, a, it's an 80s. Like it's it's, a a, it's the 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're teenagers. Yeah. But the reason that they provide... Is because naturally, when boys go to swim class, they go in the buff. Yeah.
0: Is that what they said, in the buff? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Boys don't wear swimsuits,
1: obviously. Obviously. (laughs) And I'm like, what?
0: We like paused and looked at each other. We're like,
1: like, excuse me? Do the boys in the swim class in a school go naked?
0: If if you were in high school in the 80s, write in, tweet at us. (laughs) We wanna know.
1: Did you just skinny dip your way to an A? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
0: I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Skin, hashtag skinny dip my way to an A. <laughs> so after skinny dipping, we also Hannah and I looked at each other and we were just like, Ugh, "This is really dragging in the back half of this movie here." And so I think
1: we checked how much time was left and we it was still like had halfway Like twenty over. minutes, yeah, yeah. So right around
0: the halfway mark, so like twenty two minute mark, you're like, "Oh, this is really dragging on." So there's a lot of scenes in between. The next, we don't see Nick Cage for a while, for like the next ten minutes or so. It's
1: the most disappointing part of the whole experience.
0: But then, oh boy! But then, the next scene we see Nick Cage is a total turn. So let's set the scene. Let's let's set this up real quick. So the scene prior to (laughs) to the next time we see him is. There's this one friend who wants to be in a rock band. She really wants to be in a rock band, but all she can be is the roadie for this mm-hmm. rock band. Cuz it's all boys it's all and boys, she's the only girl. And she's the only girl and she just it's, keeps getting put down. But
1: it's like lighthearted yeah. in nature. Every so, scene, every problem that these teens are experiencing is a lighthearted problem. So, it's
0: like, "I can't get a girl to dance." Like, "I just want to be a part of the band." And it's like, "I can't believe you turned down" hundred dollars to play at the school dance. Oh Can't believe dad. I
1: missed boys skinny
0: dipping. <laughs> ooh, 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 we all saw a bunch of dogs. Um, then comes the first, comes one of those talking heads, one of those monologues. A monologue, yeah. And it's Nick Cage. A soliloquy, the, a if so, you will. I don't think it's a
1: soliloquy. I think that's what that's called.
0: I yeah. Have, I thought soliloquies had to have a, a specific, like, pentameter to them. We're looking it up. Quickly.
1: Please well. hold. An act of speaking one's thoughts aloud when one's one when one by oneself oh. or regardless of any hearers, especially by a character in a play. Ah,
0: it's a okay. solo. Okay, I thought it had to have a certain like uh, thing to it. Like, like, iambic like an iambic pentameter. Or, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking of. A iambic pentameter. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh man, if this was in let iambic... let me learn you something. <laughs> I, I might go back and rewatch it. If it's an iambic pentameter, I will lose my shit. But no. So we see <laughs> Cage's next scene, and so it goes from like oh, man, I can't believe you turned down $100 to Nick Cage's scene. And uh, Hata, do, do you want to take this one?
1: It just, like, it was very unexpected. So it begins by him talking about, like, the state of the world and talking about, like, Vietnam <laughs> being a real threat and that his father was in the war and his father, what war would that have been?
0: V- uh, Korea. Korea. His yeah. father
1: went to Korea and he was like, Oh my father, he always talked about Korea. And he would talk about he would only talk about the good things and I'd ask him about combat and he'd he'd get all quiet.
0: <laughs> get this glassy look in his eye. <laughs> and get real quiet and change the subject. And like
1: the whole scene is so It's and he's on the beach by himself. Yeah. Like the backdrop is the ocean. Like skipping stones and shit. Yeah. So then he starts talking about he's like but if I got to go to war, or I was going off to war, I'd have all these ladies all over me because women will get real emotional when you tell them they're going to war. They'll they'll hug you, or like they'll cuddle up with right. you, or something like that. But so
0: they're playing a laugh track, but they don't play a laugh track at all during this scene.
1: No. So that's not so he would like crack funny. he would like crack a few jokes. Right. He was but like, no laugh track. He was like, I don't
0: want to go to Vietnam or Korea. Send me to Bermuda. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then so, but they don't play the laugh track. And he goes, like, I'll tell you one thing. Chicks love when I say I might be going to war. They cuddle up real close. And it's like, they don't play the laugh track. So it's really awkward. It just comes off as like this desperate teen who's really upset that he might be getting drafted for the war.
1: And then he ends with he's like, but that like I shouldn't be worried about that right now. I'm going to college next year. Oh yeah. But my grades are not good.
0: He's like, I gotta get my grades off. (laughs) I gotta get my grades up. He's really, they're his, really not really good. He doesn't really find his voice in this movie, although. But the delivery, the, the
1: delivery is there yeah. though. It's like it's just higher pitched. But yeah. I can't like express how to do it. it will be like, I gotta get my grades up. He's not doing his real. I'm
0: gonna steal the declaration. Of independence. <laughs> he's not doing that, but but. The drama is
1: there of, though. It's the, really dramatic. Right. So
0: <laughs> I think honestly, this is probably. It's by far
1: oh, the most dramatic the most scene in the entire of movie, show. But is it
0: the best acted scene of, this, of the movie? Absolutely not. No? It's no the best acted scene? The movie.
1: Anything that Kevin is oh, in.
0: Oh, that's true. Kevin was probably the best one.
1: Nick Coppola. Yeah. No bueno. No
0: bueno, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> I did write down a quote. Oh, wait, well,
1: he ends the scene. Uh, do, is this yeah, a quote I, from this scene? I have a quote from oh, okay. this scene. So
0: the quote is that he's like, my dad said that. Go into, go into the army Will give me discipline Make me a real man And then he flexes His muscles <laughs> yeah. He points to his muscles He's and like not I already A I real man I thought I already Was a real man <laughs> <laughs> and, But again They don't play The laugh track So he's just This desperate teen He's so sad
1: And yeah, and he just he ends the scene on a really sad note, and then he turns and just like starts walking out into for like a full thirty
0: seconds we watch. Like we just
1: like the camera just follows him like on the beach by himself, alone, walk along the shoreline, contemplating life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I also wrote that way too serious because then it swipes away. In the next scene it is Crispin. Crispin Glover literally jumps in from stage left.
1: <laughs> and he's like, Enter Crispin.
0: He's like, hey, everybody, it's time for the dance. So the big dance they've been talking about. And he starts talking about how, well, oh, my parents met at a dance.
1: But they can't dance like we do.
0: Right, which is k- kind of funny. It's true. It's almost like foreshadowing with how he met, like his character met his wife at the dance in Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh interesting i got a good brain
1: (laughs) so do you think that the writers of back to the future saw crispin in the best of times (laughs) maybe
0: when did back to the future come out
1: way after this
0: i thought it was like 89 or something
1: 85 85 oh it's only a few years after
0: so he's playing crispin glover is playing excuse me crispin glover is playing a teenager in 1981 and he's playing a father in 1985.
1: Who plays a teenager.
0: That's true, he does play a teenager as well. Yeah, yeah, so they probably just hold him up. That's right.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. He's got that laugh, he's got that iconic laugh. Sounds <laughs> real corny. Anyway, that's a different movie. And Nick Cage is not in Back to the Future. Unfortunately. Let's stay on point here, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so now we're at the dance, and this is the last, the big scene of the movie. And um, I'm pretty sure Nick Cage's date for the dance is the girl that oh, yeah. from that the Kevin, beach that Kevin hit on. Hit on
1: on the beach right. when Nick Cage got all, all up in his face and he was, he was like, him Tell how him how up. beautiful a man you are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Nick Cage, I guess, later on went and hit up this chick from the beach and asked her to do the dance.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> they're dancing. And he's just like, I might be going to war soon. <laughs> And she's like, oh my god, and hugs him. And then I think they play the laugh track. Yeah, and he like looks
1: looks at the camera and he's like, he probably like winks at it or something. Yeah, he
0: like winks at the camera, which makes it sadder because he was like genuinely upset about going to war. And now like everybody's laughing at him? I don't know. I, I don't know about that. So... He does have us. the The crowd forms around Nick Cage at one point. He does do a dance. He's actually pretty good. Pretty good dancer. He does a few and splits. What's
1: funny to note is there's typically no continuity between any of the yeah. scenes except yeah. like that, and then like Kevin asking a bunch of different girls out to the dance. But other than that. I don't know. It, it, like you know, in like Seinfeld, how like every episode there's right. no continuity from one to the next. Like you can watch it like as a standalone episode and probably enjoy it. I don't know if you can enjoy this. I did. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I can
0: enjoy this because I need to know what happens next. Exactly. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're at the dance and he's actually dancing well. Um, he's doing splits quite well, and stuff. yeah. But what I thought was weird is that <laughs> at one point earlier in this movie, the the one kid who works at the shop with Jackie Mason says like, hey, you're going to provide the snacks for the dance and Jackie Mason gets all excited about it. So Jackie Mason shows up to the dance as this like 45, 50-year-old man and he's doing the robot in the middle of the dance floor. He's dancing.
1: Yeah, he's the only adult there.
0: Very strange. Very strange.
1: Not a teacher. Yeah. But a convenience store owner.
0: Yeah. So dance... Happens. Kevin actually ends up with the cheerleader. Um, Crispin, all is well. Yeah, all is Crispin well ends, ends no up with the girl to, that, that he wanted. No one goes off to war. Nobody goes off to war. We go back to Crispin's room. It's all clean. With his dog. He's got his dog, and he's in his PJs, and his mom's yelling at him to go to bed. And he's like, well, these sure are the best of times. And that's it. And it just...
1: It never got picked up. It never got
0: picked up. <laughs> unbelievably. Unbelievably. Could you imagine a world... Where it gets picked up and goes for like six years yeah and that's nicholas cage's first six years of his career
1: but then he wouldn't have been in the other things oh, that he true. was in
0: that's true that's what i'm saying yeah would he have been as successful if this got picked up i don't know
1: the world may never
0: the world may never know <laughs> like how many licks it takes to get to the center it's um so i wrote down a question. Would you show this movie to anybody? Would you recommend this movie?
1: Not to anybody. Right. Like I would show it to a specific personality type. Mm-hmm. Like someone who equally in like someone who can ironically watch this. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to show this to someone who maybe doesn't have that type of sense of humor. Right. Because they would just think it's bad. Mm-hmm. But someone who could be like, oh, this is bad. I love it. <laughs> the,
0: the, the musical numbers really come out of left field. Yeah. They're really unexpected. Mm. Um, and I think that's honestly the best part, is the musical numbers. And Nick. Well, of course Nick, of course. I mean, that goes without saying. I mean, besides Nick.
1: <laughs> aside from Nick. <laughs> Kevin, aside from Nick. And Kevin.
0: Yeah. He became right. nothing. Right. I yeah, I also wrote down a note that I thought the, the casting should have been switched between Kevin and Crispin. I think Crispin
1: mm, Glover... Not a likable lead.
0: No, he's so unlikable. Um, but I think Crispin Glover is, you know, way nerdier than Kevin. Fair. So, like, he should have been the one with glasses on the phone being like, jeez, would you go to the dance with me? And then Kevin should have been, like, the average teenager. Because yeah. Because he was.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But there's a reason we're not movie makers, you know? We and don't. there's
1: also a reason why this never
0: got picked <laughs> that's up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so maybe we're justified in picking this apart. <laughs> um yeah any other closing remarks or closing thoughts for the for the movie that's pretty much it yeah no uh, i mean it
1: truly was the best of times <laughs> i would say we did have a good time We'd watching it the honestly. best time watching it yeah and
0: I, I think for me if i were to recommend this to somebody i would want to watch it with them like over a beer or two. Mm. Oh helped. yeah
1: we watched this in the afternoon but i think what would have made it better is mm-hmm. if we watched it well it could be the afternoon i don't know your life but right you know with a few drinks in you
0: right yeah yeah absolutely all right, so at the end of every episode, what we want to do is rank the movies we've seen so far in terms of kind of just enjoyability. Um, we also want to do, I did forget and I forgot to write this down, we also want to do some Nick Cage awards. Mm. What's the best Nick Cage moment. scene? The, best, the worst Nick Cage moment. Um, and maybe the best Nick Cage scream.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, best Nick Cage scream probably was in the Rocky scene.
0: Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. He it, there wasn't like a clear screen. No, but his go to YouTube. It's right in the beginning. It's within the first 10 minutes or something. It's the first time you hear Nick Cage talk, I think. And listen to him recap Rocky.
1: Well, yeah, like this, like I was saying earlier, this is the one. This is you know the first moment we see him, and this is where you know I, I did think to myself like, had I not known this was Nick Cage, I would think that this per, this actor like got some inspiration of from yeah, Nick Cage. Right.
0: Yeah, best scene with Nick Cage. Oh my god.
1: Um, I mean, in the car wash. I don't think we mentioned this. He's wearing.
0: <laughs> he's wearing
1: l- long jean overalls with no top on.
0: Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should maybe do a best a, a best wardrobe. What's his best outfit? Definitely I mean? that. Oh, the just jorts or mm, the or the damn. overalls.
1: There's a lot of denim.
0: Or. Yeah, that's pretty much... Those are the best two. He's wearing, like, kind of bright orange and, like, kind of 80s clothes throughout the rest. I think the overalls is probably his best-dressed moment. Best-dressed
1: moment. But best, like, Nick Cage moment? Oh,
0: man. I think it's... I think it's still probably the Rocky scene. I think it's very Nick Cage.
1: Yeah. My favorite surprising Nick Cage moment was when he is clicking the... In, like, the musical number where
0: they're just playing on <laughs> Wait, the and When he zooms in stuff. on his face and he's clicking the light or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that's pretty surprising, Most surprising. I think what was more surprising for me was, was his uh, dramatic turn talking about the war. Yeah, that was a little true. bit more surprising for me. So. Just out of
1: left, like, what were the writers thinking?
0: Right. Like, and like I said, if they threw a laugh track or two in there, it would kind of fit in with the rest of the movie. Because we'd be like, oh, he's kidding.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it is, like, the movie was supposed to be about, like, real problems that these teens are facing, but none of the other problems were nearly <laughs> that serious. Like, they were all, like we were saying earlier, like, very light-hearted. Man. This girl won't take me. And then this one just, like, comes out of total left field, like, I might be going to war.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, we have... Best Nick Cage scream is in the Rocky. Rocky. Best it's- Nick Cage scene... I still think is the Rocky scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most surprising Nick Cage moment is the out of left or the out of left field Surprising talk.
1: in terms of like him, his face popping up on the screen and me being like, "Oh God, it's Nick!" <laughs> that yeah. the screen, the lighter, whatever clicking in the yeah. song, and then surprising in terms of what was the writer thinking right. and what is this acting choice that he's giving mm-hmm. the the war scene.
0: Um, also, the uh, best dressed is the overalls, mm. and then the worst Nick Cage scene.
1: I don't know one of like the throwaway scenes one of the probably, yeah. like the one where he wasn't listening.
0: I think that's the worst scene too, but it's very close to being the worst scene with the pinball scene where he's like, oh, it's either Stanford mm. or Harvard?"
1: Stanford doesn't, or Harvard doesn't have surfing. Oh, that made my decision easier.
0: Nah, it's, it's like, dumb. ha, yeah, ha, <laughs> good one, Nick.
1: It's not his fault; it was the writing. No, I know. I know.
0: All right, well, that just about does it. I mean, at the end of every episode, what we want to do, too, is rank the movies that we've seen so far. I this mean, is this the... is number one, well, in my eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's number one. Um, I, I I think it's going to be hard to one. It's well. going to be
1: number one for a while. We had a
0: lot of fun watching this We movie. did. We well, for the first
1: re-watch. 22 minutes, I right. had a lot of fun. After we... that, I was like, all right, is this shit over yet?
0: But we did pause and rewatch a lot of scenes because it was just so wild. <laughs> um... But yeah, I would I would recommend skipping through this movie, you know, and
1: only watching the Nick Cage scenes. Yeah,
0: I mean, like if you go on YouTube and if you watch it on your phone or something, and you do that double tap, like all right, this is boring, and just kind of double yeah, tap the Yeah, yeah, scene like or two. ten seconds. Yeah, you know, make a drinking game out of it or something too. Take a drink mm-hmm. every time they change scenes or, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, I, I think it's <clears> I think it's a good watch. So, next week or next podcast, next podcast is going to be Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, Nick Cage plays a very small role. It's like someone's someone's, bud. Someone's bud. So he might only have like one line. Yeah. So that might be. But this was
1: 1982. So like directly after this was filmed, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but Nick Cage has not taken a year off. No, not since
0: 1981.
1: Not since 1981
0: and there the are reasons times. for that so <laughs> when we get into the early to mid 2000s we'll uh we'll talk about in our in our opening segment yeah either. in our first segment of the podcast where we like to talk about what's going on in nick's life um we'll, we'll talk about what happens there because there's a lot of shit that happens in nick cage's life
1: all right well now you know why the nick cage bird sinks oh i like that little sign off nice. yeah yeah join us next time
0: join us next week thanks for listening guys remember to um
1: No. Subscribe? No. No. Do whatever you want, man. That's
0: true. Do whatever you want.